welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I'm joined today by uh, someone who I knew I could get to sit down and talk with me about this particular thing, or almost anything. Uh, go ahead, reintroduce yourself. Hi, I'm Paul's mom. I'm Ruthie. Um, now, I wanted to do an episode for the celebration of the 20th anniversary of the premiere of one of my absolute favorite TV series and fictional universes, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Buffy-verse, actually. Um, and the more I was thinking about it, I was going to have, uh, which I might end up doing at another point, but I was going to have different people that are friends of mine on and talk about different things that they like about Buffy and whatever. And then I got to realizing that it was also the same day as the... Uh, finale of one of my other favorite uh, TV series, The Vampire Diaries. And so in thinking about it, I thought, well, maybe we should just do kind of a whole discussion on vampires. Celebration in... of vampires. Yeah, vampires in TV in general. Not movies so much. More, definitely more TV. Oh, darn, you ruined one of my thoughts that I was going to have. Okay. Go ahead. Say well, no, I was we, just, before we continue. I, I was just going to say about the, the difference in the way that, uh, I don't, I, I generally don't like scary movies, TV shows, those kind of things. I've only seen a couple, like, scary vampire movies and the one one that I had seen was Interview with the Vampire and I was going to say something about that but it, we're going to just stick to TV so okay um no but we were talking about it and I said mm. we could say about you know obviously Buffy uh Vampire Diaries in the originals you know of course Buffy Angel Vampire Diaries the originals and I said General Hospital General even had Hospital, vampires uh, not in a a good, you know, made sense kind of way, but then again, they had a snow machine, a weather see, machine, and I'll, whatever. So. I'll I'll disagree with you because t technically speaking, it until about two or three years ago, it wasn't General Hospital that had vampires; it was Port Charles. Oh yeah, that's true. That had vampires. Yeah, but you know, I mean, realistically, General Hospital had a weather machine. You know, so. You know, well, it was Simon the 80s. says rain, so it was you know, the eighties. There's a nod to your dad because you know um, that's his. There you his go, Dad. Line. There's your there's your thing to message uh, me for this episode. Simon says rain. Um, Underdog reference, just in case you didn't know that. But that's not what we're talking. No, about. No, we're not. Um, even uh, you know, Supernatural has vampires and. Well, yeah. One of the things, yeah, but see, that's they don't like they don't really focus on vampires as much. I I think because they're the CW and CW has Vampire Diaries in the originals. They and did they, have you know a few. No, I'm not saying they haven't had episodes. They're but, vampires. Uh, some of them were bad, but then there was a whole nest of good. Well, not good, but uh, un evil. Is that? Even possible unevil vampires, is but that it, a but see that in that show they weren't though, if you remember, because they were just like as opposed to like Buffy, where there's the concept of the soul, and Vampire Diaries, where there's the concept of like the humanity switch. In the supernatural world, vampires are just evil. You can choose to be good if you want to try but it's against their nature. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but no, I, the, the interesting part that I thought, especially when you brought up General Hospital, Port Charles was the fact that um, a few years ago when All My Children and One Life to Live ended and a lot of the actors went over to General Hospital playing some of the same characters... And, of course, there was a whole big issue because, you know, one company technically bought the rights to these characters and they were being put on loan to General Hospital. And then General Hospital started doing all these weird things with storylines and the other company who was like, well, technically you don't own those characters, so you can't do that. So they said, okay, we're going to write all those characters out, but we're going to keep the actors and bring them all in as new roles by next week. Um, and <laughs> That's we're... not weird at all. It's a soap opera. You yeah, can absolutely I know. get away absolutely. with that. Yes, somebody fell down a well, came back with a face transplant, and, you know, yeah. life is different. 
Um, but no, what I was going to say was the one of the, the characters from uh, One Life to Live, the police detective, he was Caleb the vampire on Port Charles before he got on to One Life to Live. So when the when they moved that character, I think Mick, not Mick Bain, it was just Bain, right? John I, I, Bain or something like that. I, I don't know. Character. I wasn't watching it when the vampires were on there. I no, just no, no, not on, on, not on Port Charles. On One Life to Live, he was. You know who I'm talking about, right? The 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 police the police guy. Anyway, Bain or Mick Bain or something was his was his character name, and he came over and he was now going to be a detective in from he because uh, One Life to Live took place in Phil. Uh, not Philadelphia, but in Pennsylvania, and General Hospital takes place in New York. So he moved, much like half the other characters. They were like, you know what, let's all move to New York at the same time. So he moved there, and then all of a sudden they were like, well, you know what, we're having a lot of these characters that were, and like um, certain characters that are on, or that were on General Hospital at that point played different characters on Port Charles years before. Kelly Monaco's character, she was the Sonny's girlfriend, and then earlier she had been on Port Charles involved with the vampire storyline. So they were like, you know what, let's do a nice little nod to this. So they brought the Caleb, the vampire character, back. So he was playing two parts. Because all of a sudden, and I don't understand it, but one day... One of the characters was like, oh, let's go down to the morgue. And they thought they saw the police guy laying on the thing. And then he just gets up and walks off. And they were like, vampire story is back on. Like picking up like 15 years later. Because That's the interesting thing about soap operas. Because I haven't watched those things in years. And your dad and I always joked about the fact that you could walk away for 10 years, come back and watch four episodes and know exactly what was going on and just pick right up, excuse me, well, pick right up and, and just keep going. Okay. But well, we're, think, but think about how, I mean, that same thing, granted it is very soap opera like, but that same thing happened to me with wrestling within the last yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. They, well, they have a lot of the same um, writers now. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, want to talk about vampires, uh, celebrate Buffy, uh, Yay, safe, Buffy. Safe 20 for, years, though. I know. That's an achievement. One of the guys, people are still talking about it 20 years later, you know? One of the guys that I work with who is more... And I don't understand it. I I, I, I don't feel there's like a... It's not like a conflict, but in my mind, I'm like, I just don't get it. He's more a fan of the Angel series than the Buffy series. And I'm, I like Angel as a series, but I'm definitely more a fan of Buffy the series than Angel the series, but he likes Angel, and when I told him about the fact, you know, like, oh, it's, it's 20 years, he's like, is that right? And I'm like, yeah, because he's a few years older than I am, and he commented on the fact that he was a freshman in high school, and I said, oh, so you were those guys, you were those characters. Yeah. And he's like, pretty much, yeah, and, uh, he like couldn't believe that it was twenty years later. Yeah, I know it's 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 kind of weird. Like tomorrow will be uh, twenty eight years that your dad and I got married, and I, I I was looking at pictures the other day and went, "You're older now than I was when I got married." Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of weird, and you know, time is is just. You know, well, I mean, except if you're a vampire, then time means absolutely nothing because, you know, Angel was a 300 year old. OK, creeper. here's here's my issue. Thank you. You gave me the perfect segue. <laughs> and I didn't I swear I didn't set up no. like, oh, no, whatever. Like I said, we I'm like, I talk do, about this before. I said I do have an issue that better. I want to address, but I was just waiting for the for the perfect yeah, moment. No, OK, I, and here it is. Here's my issue with vampire TV shows. Okay, I really, obviously, I like them. I'm a huge Buffy verse fan. I'm a huge Vampire Diaries verse fan. Um, I own, I own Buffy and Angel on DVD. I own some of the Vampire Diaries on DVD. But my issue is, they're supposed to be ageless, and it doesn't happen. Okay, because, and I, I understand in the the final season of Angel, which happened for those of you who don't know. Um, Buffy went on for seven years. Angel started after started in year four of Buffy and then went on one extra year. So realistically, there were eight years of the Buffyverse on TV, but only seven of Buffy and five of Angel altogether. Um, but so 
in the final season of Angel, one of the characters, Spike, comments to Angel something about you're looking old because, you know, like he had been very stressed or whatever. And he says you're looking old. And of course, that's, you know, partly because he's stressed and partly because eight years later, David Boreanaz looks a lot older. Right. So now not only let's let's step aside or let's let's look past the fact that in the final season of Buffy, the age difference between the characters of Spike and Dawn were the same age difference between the characters oh, of yeah. Buffy and Angel at the beginning of the series. Now think about that, okay? Think about Spike and Dawn in the final season of Buffy. And if, you know, people are like, oh, no, that's gross that he would get together with her. Realistically, not the age difference of the actors. The age difference of the characters was the same as when Angel and Buffy got together in seasons, well, like the first season or two. Yeah, of- it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, it's like, oh, well... You know, he he was, what, 20-something when he was turned or whatever. But he didn't, you know, like, yes, he stopped aging at that point. But he had, like, 300 years of life experience difference with this 16-year-old girl that he started hanging out with and helping out with and two years later ended up sleeping with. You know, there is... That's just creepy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love well, yeah, the, we, the I mean, concept of the stories, but even even in the in the Twilight movies, even in the Vampire Diaries, you've always got this couple hundred year old vampire dude with this 16, 17, 18 year old girl. And just, you know, the difference if they were 25 and 18, seven years is a big difference in experience in in that situation but 307 years that's a lot of experience honestly like that that's not even my issue like that's an issue don't get me wrong but that's not even my issue my issue is the vampires don't age but they do because at a certain point because Buffy was always supposed to be the metaphor of high school is hell. They deal with their principal, who's terrible. At one point, it's the mayor of the town. And, you know, it's all these things that happen in a small Growing town, up Growing hell. up, yeah. But, well, no, but in the beginning, I know, in the beginning, be it was high, high school, school is hell, hell. But it ended up being, you know, right. growing up is And hell. then Angel was supposed to be about, like, being in your 20s in the big city because it takes place in L.A. So, like, once you're out of your parents' house, it kind of like how friends... If you want to, you know, people say that Friends was about that time in your 20s to 30s where your friends are your family, you're you're away from home, you're in the big city, and you're making it on your own with your group of people. Angel was very much that yeah. in a supernatural way. Yeah. Now, realistically, okay, yes, the character of Cordelia and Buffy were the same age because they graduated high school together or whatever, but they kind of accelerated her... They didn't accelerate her age, but they accelerated her maturity very much so she could fit in with Wes and Angel in that kind of late 20s, early 30s mindset. Yeah, she didn't she didn't do the whole college aging slowly. You know, she just literally jumped from 18 to 25. Yeah, again, not in not in terms not in of actual age, age but, but in just maturity. In maturity, she yeah, she. But went, then again, when you go to the bigger cities, there is that giant jump of that's fine. You, you can't be that's, that naive little kid from the that's you know, fine and the Sunnydale and anymore. The first episode of of Angel establishes that because she is that naive, whatever, when she goes to that party. Oh yeah, she thinks, and she also thinks she's going to go out there, and suddenly she's going to be, you know, big time actress. Yeah, but. Uh, at a certain point, they then went and said, okay, so now this is kind of the late 20s, early 30s, you know, these are these are those characters, whereas the Buffy characters are like, you know, they're early, like they were going through college and then they started experiencing some of that stuff towards the end of the Buffy series, you know? Right. But realistically, with the age that, David Boreanaz looked at the beginning of the show because they commented at one point, Buffy said when she brought Angel, I think it was when she brought Angel home the first time, she says, this mom, this is Angel. He's help, you know, he's a college tutor helping me with whatever. So he was supposed to be in college. Then all of a sudden, so realistically, let's just say he looked 19 or 20, right? Right. So then by the end of 
Angel, the series, he would have been 19 or 20 looking, running the law firm and all of that stuff. Same thing with the Vampire Diaries, the character of Caroline, one of my absolute favorite characters on that show. Probably one of the best transformations of any character not just in that show, but in a, I could, and I watch a lot of TV shows. She like transformed a lot over the course of, of that series. And she got turned when she was like high school or early college. And then they, they, they did a great thing, which I think a lot of, uh, vampire shows or supernatural shows in general can do and supernatural that the TV series supernatural has done it. Um, but they did a time jump where all of a sudden they were like, oh, it's five years later. Because now they can portray things in the future and your your vampire characters don't age. Your non-vampire or supernatural characters, they move their hair from one side to the yeah, other. Yeah, that's amazing how that makes it different. Yeah, no, and all of a sudden look at that. they're, they're different. different. Yep. Lost does that all the time. And yeah. most, even uh, like How I Met Your Mother did that. You know, you put glasses on or take glasses well, off. Well, they did that in hairstyle. One Tree Hill, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you know, look, part my hair on this side. Oh, no, we're 20, now we're yeah. 30, you know. But so the vampire... Vampire Diaries, <laughs> the Vampire Diaries did that, and they shot ahead five years. So then all, like I said, all the vampire characters look the same, right? Fine. And then at a certain point, uh, the characters go to college. Well, realistically, Caroline sh- was still supposed to look about 16, 17, maybe even 18 years old. So then she's in college. Okay, I can understand, you know, around that time, you still look the same. Then they, when they did the time jump five years, she's all of a sudden, uh, you know, spoiler alert. So you should have known before you listen to this, let's just say. Um, so she's a mother. She works at a news station and all this stuff. But realistically, she's supposed to be forever 16. Same thing with... Uh, yeah, but we know people who, we know people who look... Like oh, yeah, I know a real-life vampire, for I, sure. There's a couple, because, well, um, one is starting to show her age now, but, yeah, there's a there's a couple people that we know that, you know, you keep looking at going, yeah, there's yeah. something that's not quite... But no, but that, that because even, uh, even the character of Stefan, yeah, Stefan, uh, when he starts out, he, like, he says to Elena in one of the very, like, when she finally figures out what he is, he says something along the lines of, I've been... 16 for 150 years or whatever yeah. and then all of a sudden but you he's think in college. by that time they could figure out how to how to uh appear older if you're yeah if that's because was it was it on the vampire diaries or what there well, was i mean a, i guess they there would want to stay younger looking because that's how they you know get the young blood or whatever there was know. a show or a movie where that happened i want to i can't remember what it was but it was something about they they had a thing where uh, they manipulated some, some something with a scientist or whatever. Because oh, I know and, there's a theoretically there's a magic spell called a uh, chimera. I I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's basically it's a they call it a glamour spell, and it can change. It doesn't change how you actually look, but it's it changes the way people see you. So a Snapchat filter. Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a real-life Snapchat filter so that when they see you, it's the image that you want them to see and not what you really are. So, you know, um, in, in, in witch mythology, a lot of witches use it to appear younger and, and prettier, you know, right. to take away the hag appearance. Um, so I would presume that after 150 years of supernatural living that there are uh, enough interaction, even though in the vampire diaries, the witches and the vampires tend to knock it along. Cause they do yeah. sometimes, but you know, I'm sure that there's some kind of, you know, because if people are looking at the fact that you, you know, if, if you're living in a town like mystic falls and you know, people are looking at the fact that those two boys never age, then they're going to start looking at everybody else to go, wait, there's something different about them. Is there anybody else different there? So as a witch, you would go, wait, let's fix this so that they all don't they, look Literally, at me all they had to do was say that at one point, and I would be perfectly okay. I can I can get away, you know, I could, I could forgive 
Angel and Buffy and whatever because, like, maybe no one thought of that at the time or they had to focus on other things. But on the Vampire Diaries, they they did focus a lot on we have to, you know, because that's why they didn't really go back to Mystic Falls a lot was because that's where their family was from. There was a lot of things on record about those two brothers. So they couldn't go back there as often or they'd have to go back every you know, few hundred, even on hundred fifty years, years yeah, every, or so. Yeah. yeah, so that people don't notice. Well, and then when you come back, it's well, you're a relative of theirs, not exactly. not that you've been living there for you know thirty years, and you know everybody else is getting older, and you're not. But like I said, that's that's my my issue is like especially the characters of Stefan and Caroline. They are supposed to be forever. You know, like now, like Ian Summerhalder, yeah, he looks a little bit older now, but like he still looks like Him early twenties. <laughs> yeah, like. Um, they, but then again, that's the thing. Everybody's like, everybody's excited. Oh, it's twenty years for Buffy, and and oh, are, is there are they going to do a reunion or whatever? And how do you do a reunion because the ageless vampires are not ageless? You know, they and they, see that, but that's that's my issue. Well, like I know, that, I know. David Boreanaz has said because even at one point. Um, anybody who doesn't know this, here's a little uh, tidbit for you. At one point, once uh, Joss Whedon, the creator of, of Buffy and Angel, I don't want to say he's strong-armed, because that's not really what it was, but he went to the WB and said, listen, you know, with Angel, and he said, listen, you guys always renew us at the very last minute, you know? He's like, I would, he goes, my, my writers turn down other jobs because they want to keep working on this, but you never let us know in time. So if you're going to cancel us, could you let us know early enough so that they could get other jobs so they could feed their families and whatever? Because if well, not, yeah. at a certain point, if you're not hired for the next season of TV, pretty much you're out of work for, for like a, a year. a year, at least you know? six months, well, yeah. you know, till, till pilot season starts again. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, he went to them and said that, and they said, okay, and like it was the next day or within the week or something, they called and they said, okay, yeah, we're going to cancel you. <laughs> and... Um, of course, everybody. everybody goes, if he would have just kept his mouth yeah, shut, pretty we much everybody had more. Yep, everybody's in agreement that. Nah, I don't that think he, so. I think that that you know maybe. Well, yeah, but to see the best part though is that within a year, the guy who was the president of WBTV, well, yeah, he, he he got fired. Not he got fired, but he left, and the next person who took over, who was like his second in command or something, was like, "Yeah, we should not have ended that show." Yeah. But within that time period, uh, Joss had talked about the fact that he wanted to do uh, maybe a Spike movie or something, and it was going to be um, Spike, and it was going to be. Uh, Amy Acker as Illyria or Fred, because at the end she was kind of going back yeah. and forth. And uh, they were going to try to get um, Allison Hannigan as Willow, which I think those three doing a, oh, yeah. a thing together. And especially uh, uh, Spike and Willow always had a hu very humorous relationship oh, yeah. between They're, the they two had of them. A, they had a pretty pretty funny funny thing going on there. But. And uh, it, it never materialized but uh, James Marsters, who played Spike, had said it, anything that we do would have to be within the next, I think he said five, somewhere five or five to seven years, because after that point, he didn't think he could play the immortal looking Spike anymore. And he looks great. Don't get me wrong. He's he, he looks great. Great actor. Doesn't look, you know, uh, late 20s, early 30s like he did. 20, you know, f even 15 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's the problem with these. I mean, in in book form, in comic book form, they can go on forever. Which you know, they like have. In the, the, I guess, the Vampire Diaries books is easy. You know, you can, yeah. you can have, you know, the endless supply of stories and whatever, but well, that's, reality... I mean, even... E even these shows, though, they have, everybody knows it, they have a certain shelf life for that reason. Well, I mean, yeah. even even Lost, you know, at a certain point. Well, even Supernatural, because you would think that, um, well, then again, I don't know, because I was going to say Castiel, because, you know, he's an angel, so you would think but that. But he's he, inside a human vessel. Yeah, I know, but that's what I was going to say, because, you know, as a as a. As an angel, he should be ageless, but as a human vessel, then that that all changes. And right, um, 
and I'm behind on that, so don't anybody comment about <laughs> what happens in this last season because I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, that's there. that's the thing is like there's there is a certain shelf life for this stuff because I mean even. Um, and there was a connection because of Allison Hannigan and like half the people who appeared on anything. Josh, yeah, she should have been a vampire because she is like, uh, I think you know maybe there's something there with her too. You know, um, like she she's but no she's on one of those uh, ageless actresses on, actors because that's I don't know why why is actress offensive, but it's okay to call a female an actor. I've never heard that before. Oh yeah, now it's a new thing where they they they're not actresses anymore; they're actors. I don't know. Sorry. Um, Sidetrack. But no, uh, on how I met your mother at a certain point. You're when you're and it. It's only when you go back and watch the show. When you're watching the show as it is, everything seems fine. When you're going back and you're looking and you look at, let's just say, even with the Vampire Diaries, or again, I'll use the the Angel example. You watch the last say, episode of Angel, and you go, okay, that's what he looks like, David Boreanaz. Or, you know, with Vampire Diaries, okay, that's what Stefan and Damon look yeah, like. You then go you go back, back and watch the, the very first episode, and you go, wow, they look so much younger then. Yeah. And like I said, like, How I Met Your Mother got a, did that a lot. Like, in the, the very last episode of How I Met Your Mother, they do a flashback to, like, right around the beginning of the series, and then you go, okay, like that makes sense because realistically those characters, they aged, but not a lot until you go back and go, wow, that was like 10, 9, 10 years ago, yeah. you know? So when you're watching this stuff straight through, it's one thing, but when you're, uh, it's, when, it's when you go back and start thinking about it. And unfortunately, and here's the thing, okay, anybody who listens to this show or if you listen to Lost with Friends, you'll hear that like I'll nitpick little little things like that. This person sitting next to me, she is half the reason for the, maybe a third of the reason for that little nitpicking like, oh, that's wrong. Paul or oh, has, that, that briefcase was three, in the wrong hand. Paul has three parental influences in his life, me and his father and my best friend. And we are the pickiest people when it comes to continuity and things like that. Like, we will literally sit there and he hates, there's a lot of times he hates watching shows with me because I'll be, there'll be a dinner party and they'll all be raising their glass for a toast and I'll go, you know, that glass was empty a second ago. And it's like. And unfortunately, now I see those things. And then, like, for example, there was an episode of Lost with Friends where I talked about the fact that because they said that somebody backtracked their own footprints. And I said, well, wait a minute. If you backtrack, you're putting your weight on the opposite part of the foot. So then the, the, the impression of the foot would be equal as opposed to when you're walking and it would be uneven. And the two people that I was talking with were well, actually it was three people, but two of them were like, they were talking to me. And they were walking backwards to see if I was right. And they're like, I can't believe this. How have I never <laughs> thought about this? And I'm like thinking to my, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you don't know my parents, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We, we've kind of, you know, like ruined me. That's yeah. what it is. They yeah. ruined me yeah, we, for things like this. Sorry and, about the people who are listening to this with headphones. Cause he just yelled at you. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, we ruined it. We, we make it, he's, we're the reason that he sits all the way through the credits now. I mean, Marvel things aside, he sits all the way through the credits because we, you know, somebody's that's somebody's kid. So you sit there and you're respectful till the end of the till the end of the. Except credits. on TV shows, I, I'll lie. I mean, I won't lie. I don't. I don't sit well, all the way through they, the credits. They cut the credits so bad on on TV shows and stuff. But when we go to the movies, you sit there until the end, and it's not because there's you know yeah, it's not yeah. End scene Mar or, Marvel movies. They they copied off of us yeah. for real. Like they make people sit there till the end. And I've gone to movies where people have said, you know, like because I don't like to go to the movies opening day. I'll go maybe two three days later when everything's calmed down a little bit. And uh, and I'll go with people who know or even I know. Okay, and I'm not talking Marvel movies, but just things in general where they're like, okay, there is no post credits scene. And I'll still sit there and knowing that. I will still sit there and watch everything of credits because it's being respectful. And of course, now my mom says, and I, 
I don't want to get into that whole argument, but now she says, one day your name might be up there, so I would want people to sit for your name. And it's not even for that. It's just someone worked hard, hard. on that. A and movie takes like two, like a year and a half yeah. to two years and, to make. And sometimes it's really fun to see the names that that recur. You know, like and now you know, like I I don't, you know, names and and producers and and you know, directors of lighting or whatever, but you pick up on that. Hey, this person worked on this or that or the other thing because Yeah, we'll sit there. If we go to the movies together, I'll often sit there and I'll go, see that person's name? And it's, sometimes it's a really, like, funny-sounding name. And, of course, you know, in, in if they're from another country or whatever, it may be a normal name, but I'm, you know, a silly American, and names <laughs> sound funny to me often. But, uh, you know, I'll be like, oh, look at that name. Or, oh, that person's last name is like, you know, Guggenschmitz or something. And that sounds funny to me or whatever. And, uh, but there are other times where I'll look and I'll go, you see that person? I'm like, that person, you know, also produces this. Or that person worked, you know, that person, you know, that producer and that director, they produced this thing by this other person that we know of and whatever. And she'll sit there and go, Oh, really? And half the time I know I, she's not I, even no, listening I, or I'm whatever. I'm listening, but, but I don't know. Like, he, he'll he just go, you know, the director of photography, you know, the the director of this and that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. J.J. Abrams. I know J.J. Abrams. That's, yeah. that's about it. But, I mean, I could, like, I could tell you, for example, J.J. Abrams, okay, his producing partner is Brian Burke. Brian Burke, although J.J. and Brian didn't work on Lost very much, and there her eyes just glossed <laughs> over, um, but... Almost every episode of Lost for uh, with Brian Burke, they would sit there and they would give him one of the final, because he was an executive producer on that show, they would give him one of the final takes because he has an incredible ear for sound. So if they missed anything in the Foley work or the music or whatever, he would just sit there and watch for any little nuance or anything that he, you know, they could go, oh, that, you know, add this sound effect here or put that in or whatever. And that's not, that's not his only job, but that's one of his amazing talents is he has an incredible ear for sound. So, you know, if I see like his, I'll be like, oh, okay. You know, I, I know that name and not just because he's JJ Abrams producer, um, we need to get this back to Buffy. Yeah, okay, so fine. <laughs> get it back to Buffy then. Here we go, ready? I'm going to ask you some some questions about the Buffy-verse. It doesn't mm. have to be Buffy. It could be Buffy, Angel, the comic books, which you've never I've read. I've never read the comic you, books. You don't really plan on reading the comic books, I, do you? I tried. I just can't seem to wrap my head around the graphic novel thing. I, I don't know. I'm, I... I intend to read them, but I intend to do a lot of things that don't quite work out that See, way. See, I, I, I mean, season eight, it, and most people will admit it did get away from them a little bit because they kind of just wanted to be like, look at all of the stuff we can do now because we're not limited by TV budgets and things. Well, not only that, but you're not limited by what the actual actors can do. Yeah. You know, you can do a lot of, you, you can, you know, explode people and, you know, miraculously bring them back together and... You know, that's perfect. Uh, to be fair, though, they did flay someone on Buffy. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. Um, but. Uh, and Josh just did that in, in another show where he just, you know, had somebody dis disintegrate and then come back together. Isn't that his show? Which I don't know what show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Yeah. Technically, yes. Yeah. So um, there is that. But, um, okay, okay, so ask so me some questions. Uh, I don't want to say rapid fire, but just some, some Buffy yeah, questions. I'm bad with rapid fire. Do you have a favorite Buffy verse character? Um, I like Spike. Spike. You knew that. <laughs> um, I did. I, I, I had the feeling it was going to be Spike. Yeah. Probably my favorite. It would it would definitely be a toss up between Wesley and Cordelia. Because I like Willow too, though, because I you know like, um, just the range of things that they did with her, uh, you know, as as a character. You know, she went from, you know, Willow Rosenberg, you know, the little girl in the really ugly clothes at the beginning to... For just that, well, to that was black, one of, yeah. To Black Willow and then White Willow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was a giant range in there. But I mean, okay, from, but here, I, I will make the, that argument for Wesley. 
because when he's and the, oh yeah that's of, true he was a you, bumbling idiot you when see he first it, started yeah. you see it yeah. in one of my absolute favorite angel episodes which i believe is one of yours favorites as well the spin the bottle oh, episode yeah. where they kind of revert back to their teenage selves and all of a sudden he's just like doing all those flippy ha 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 things and you guys you can't, can't see, see me it, but but, but i'm doing some of the the weird hand gestures that he did and then he puts his hands like his palms out and those uh the the things just spring out of him because whatever the character of Wesley was doing beforehand he was already loaded up with like vampire yeah. hunting stuff yeah, and so like the, teenage he had the um uh the spring loaded the, uh, stakes stakes or something. His, yeah. at his wrists yeah we're and, both tapping our wrists going I know what they are but yeah. I can't get the words out you know um but uh but yeah like you see because like he's at that point in Angel he's a badass oh yeah yeah because you know? well, when when Angel became Spoiler: When Angel became Angelus again, um, and pretty much Wesley took over running the mm-hmm. he he took over running the place. So you know he had to suck it up and and do what needed to be done. And yeah, he no he was he ended up being a badass. But but and see again, I'll make the same argument for Cordelia. Watch that first episode of Buffy and not her last appearance in Angel because that was the the like one of the last few episodes and and I didn't really like that appearance by her. I didn't and like that whole last season with that, the, the the Cordelia was Oh no, I'm not talking character. that. I'm talking about when they were at Wolfram and Hart and she comes back at the at the very end. Not the very very end, but when she comes back and then at the end Angel gets that call that she that she Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. Um she died. Spoiler, spoiler. She died. Yeah. But then again, they had pretty much yeah. killed that see, character. And, and I have I have some issues with the behind the scenes that happened with that. Because yeah. I'm a nerd and I read all that stuff. But uh, no, you watch that very first episode of Buffy. Oh yeah, she she's, went from she's being... She's Queen uh, B. Well, she's Queen C, actually. But she's Queen B. And then by the end of... You know, towards the end of Angel, she's like his... Best, best friend, friend. Yeah. and you know yeah and there's there's such a difference in in maturity in her from you know from where she was um you the know. leader of the cordettes yeah she was speaking of which how much and i know because you're just watching supernatural for the first time and we talked about how they had vampires or whatever how much did you love the fact that uh what is her why can i not think of her name something kendall no, that's Har- it's Harmony Kendall. I can't think of her name. The woman who played Harmony. Mercedes yeah. McNabb. That's it. I knew I'd get there eventually. Um, and see, that's what she's talking about, where I just know names like yeah, that like, off the top I, of my I, head. I can't Not off the top of my, my head, name but, half the time, but, you know. Um, but where Mercedes McNabb, who played Harmony from the beginning. Actually, she's another one from the beginning of Buffy. Not all the way, but she was even in the end of Angel as well. And she you know, became a vampire partway through the series, partway, yeah, through the series. And then she's one of the very first vampires that we see in Supernatural. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. She looked a lot different, though, you know, like as far as... Yeah, but see, the funny thing is that was only just a few years after the fact as yeah, well. Yeah, I know, but you know? she's still... Well, yeah, because Vampire Diaries is what? No, is, not Vampire Diaries. Not Vampire Supernatural. Di- Supernatural. That's their 13th year now? I believe this is their 12th year. 12th year. So then, yeah, that would have been right from one to the to the other, you know, for yeah. eight years of... Because of 20 years, Yep. that, that would have been, you know, right from one to the other. But, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um because okay. they've had a lot of Buffy oh, yeah. people on that oh, show. Yeah. Well, that's, like a you know, lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so I asked your favorite character. Give a least favorite character? Most people would say Dawn. Um, no, I don't. Connor! Connor! Yeah, that's true. Arrgh, Connor! Yeah, sorry don't the... like Connor! Yeah, stop screaming in the people's earphones. Um, Vincent Carthizer. I mean, not the, not the actor. I don't think because he. I guess he wasn't bad, but the character was just the whole storyline of Connor. No, see, I, well, not the I whole storyline. I like the they, they could they the storyline could have handled it yes. a lot better. Yes. Um, and it's easy for us to sit here and yeah, say that, of course. Yeah. Um, but the whole creepy Cordelia Connor. Actually, witness, I thought I always thought that was kind of funny. Because, I mean, and they explained it away really well because it wasn't really her. 
Yeah. But the whole, but then again, it's the same thing. It was icky. The fact that Cordelia was her age and Connor was whatever. He like was say, real. In, in our realm, he was about three weeks old. Yeah. But, but in, <laughs> in, you know, he had been gone for what, you know, theoretically like 18 years or something like that. So theoretically Cordelia was like 23, 25, maybe. Right. And he was 18. Which, if you go and do the math, that's about the age difference, minus a couple hundred years, of Angel and Buffy. The actors. Well, no. No, not the, the actors. The characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The characters, you know, minus a couple hundred years. So, you know, Angel's character well, So there was, you go. But, but you but, have no problem with, I know, with Angel I, and I know. Buffy. I, but, well, I do in the fact that it's a couple hundred years, but the just the age, age difference. Him looking 25 yeah, or 20, yeah, you know, yeah. 20, whatever. But it's weird that, 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 you know, that's the creepy thing, you know? like that But see, like I, like I said, I... You don't one, have a problem with I that. don't have a problem because um, they, they, I think they explained it away very well. I think they rushed a lot of stuff with her at the end yeah. because of the back, the, the behind the scenes stuff that was going on, which is a discussion for a different time. But no, I mean, I, I don't know... I don't know that there's a character. I mean, obviously the you know the Connor character ish. <coughs> Excuse me, but I don't know. I really liked most of the characters. I'm surprised they you were... didn't list Clem as your favorite. He, yeah, he, Buffy. Yeah, usually character. I do. Yeah, I, I there's something about Clem except for the fact that he eats cats. Yeah, I. Which is you don't like cats, so no, I don't think you would be okay with that. No, but I still don't want them to be hurt. You know, I don't want them near me, but I don't want them to be hurt because that's just no. But yeah, um, yeah, I like Clem. He's just, I don't know. It's weird. He's cuddly, I guess. <laughs> okay, so now I know the answer to this, so I'm gonna take the episode once more with feeling off the table completely because <laughs> that I know for a fact that is yours. Um, what is your second favorite episode of the entirety of the Buffyverse? I don't know. Um, I know one of my... Because I know... Because see, the thing is, and again, this goes to, like, I know actors and producers and directors of photography and all that stuff, and sh- and I know episode names. I could tell you, yeah. you know, what episode this was in, who was the guest star, that kind of stuff. My mother doesn't quite know... You know, if I tell her, if I say the episode, she'll probably know this one off the top of her head. But if I say I really like band candy, do you remember that one? Yeah. Okay, that one, you know, if I said um, Tabula Rasa, do you know that one? I I know the name, but I don't remember. That's the one that happens right after Once More with Feeling where on Buffy, they all lose their memories. Oh, okay. And Spike thinks that his name is Randy Giles. <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, he has that tweed yeah. uh, thing on. But, like, see, so, like, I could t- say that episode, and I know that one. I we, and, and you could tell by the inflection in her voice, she likes that one, but doesn't know it. So I'm not necessarily asking episode title, but do I, you I have... Don't know, I don't know if I have a favorite. I have some least favorites. Oh, do you want... Okay, okay give us those, um, then. My least favorite is... Uh, I don't like the body. That one I know the name. Really? Yeah, I mean, I... Oh, that's one of my absolute favorite. It's incredibly sad, oh, but it's, it's inc- one of my... I mean, it's a, it's a great... Um, it's a great piece. It's a great story and whatever, but it's too close to me that I can't, you know. Yeah, okay. So... Again, a story for another time. That's, you know, that's... Uh, losing a parent is, is really hard. And in that way, it, it's just, you know, awful. Um... The, I don't dislike the episode. It's a great, uh, it's a great experience episode. But the one where Fred becomes Illyria is no wait. Are you talking where like Illyria pops up in the last like five seconds? The entire the, like the entire episode is where, where it Fred's seems like dying. Fred is dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one is 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 really hard. Uh, it's really. I mean, it's a it's a great it's a great. Um, episode as far as being able to see what the actors can do and everything but i don't deal well with death (laughs) Um, which is weird because that's you know what kind of what the entire thing is yeah um but i don't know i don't there there's not really my least my least favorite episode of the entire buffy verse is the episode her of angel with bai ling Oh, Which is, yeah. she is, and it's ironic because she's in my 
absolute least favorite episode of Lost. And I don't necessarily want to say that it's her, because it's not, because she was in an, a pretty okay episode of Entourage, but just she happens to feature in my least favorite Buffy-verse episode. It was Angel, technically, but it was the Buffy-verse overall. And she's in my least favorite Lost episode. Yeah, but I'm that not, one, her, that episode, her, I, I'm not... I, I'm not... You know, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of that, but that's one that wouldn't jump to the top of my you know like that was an episode that happened you know yeah. like I'm not and it's funny because like I I read you know I read things on online and they'll say this is a metaphor for that and this is an I just like the story I'm not looking for metaphors to this and that and the other thing it's just what it is so you know that's that's just the, I I don't know that I have. I don't know. Do you, what's your favorite? Um, not once more with feeling, Buffy verse episode. Um, my favorite, not once more with feeling episode. I would normally say Hush, which is like the exact opposite of once more with feeling, where they all lose their voices. Yeah. Uh, with the gentlemen. <laughs> um, yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Probably one of that's one of my one of my favorite episodes. Um, I, you know, honestly, I'd have to say almost any Joss specific episode. I always liked his the best. Um, the body, of course. Uh, what, I'm trying to think what other ones did I like? I like when they went to, um, whatever that other land was where they found, um, Fred and... Pylea, yeah, that whole, that whole arc on, on Angel, one of my... Yeah, I love that that when they cuz that's Lorne's homeland and you know there's no music. So when he starts to sing at the one point they're all like, "Oh, this is terrible." Yeah. You know, RIP Andy Hallett by the way. Oh yeah, uh, that that was yeah. Um now see if Missy was here. What? That would wasn't he one of her favorite characters? The other day when we were downstairs, um Little Gil drew a picture, and and it was like he drew a green face, and it had horns. And I said, "Look, it's Lorne." And Missy went, "Oh my gosh!" Really? It, yeah, it really did. It looked, you know, not, yeah. not um, that he would recognize what that was, but well, well, he might he, with his yeah, parents. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, but okay, so uh, and then of course, you know, we get to see Joss Whedon dance and yes, you know, Pileus, far, or, yeah, yes. so that that's kind of that's kind of a, a fun. A fun nod. I'm trying there. to think though, what would be my favorite? I really like the band candy episode of Buffy. Oh, one of my least favorite Angel uh, episodes was the one where the guy, like his hand, came off and went under the thing. And oh you know, yeah. yeah, that was that, like, was that was an early one. Yeah, yeah, that was really you know really really creepy where he was like pretty much molesting the girl while she was sleeping and he was outside her room and he, just his hand was in there. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, terrifying and in its own way, you know. Um, I'm sure there's a metaphor for that, but I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know what that was. Um, Do you have a favorite villain? Seasonal or episodic? I liked um, the guy from... Wolfram and Hart, what the heck was his name? Holland um, Manners? No. Or Adam Baldwin's character? No, the young guy that, that ended up in the room with all the... Lindsay. Yeah, I liked him. Lindsay, yeah. I liked him. Um, I liked, well, of course I liked Spike because he was a villain. Drusilla was just weird. Um, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Darla. The whirlwind for sure. That's the four of them. Yeah. Drusilla, yeah. Or Darla, Spike, and uh, interesting Angelus. episodes when you see them together. Like when what was going on? Uh, was the, it the fires in in was that the Boxer Rebellion in China? Yeah. The episodes Fool for Love on Buffy and the episode Darla on Angel, where they film them kind of together and that's where in the Buffy episode Spike is walking through parts of his life how he killed two slayers and that's at the end he tells Buffy she needs a weapon to fight the evil he is a weapon like his entire existence as a vampire is the weapon right you know and in the angel side we see Darla's life where the master comes to her and uh, in in the New World America, turns her 
Um, then we see them at the Boxer Rebellion, and we find out that Angel couldn't kill a baby because although he teamed back up with them, he had his soul at that point, and she wanted him to murder a baby because they're like, oh, the, the blood of a baby is amazing, or whatever. And uh, There's that voice. <laughs> and, because, uh, you know, that's what, the, I can't even say that. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, that was, that was that episode, or the, well, those two episodes. Yeah, that was, it was interesting to see, you know, where they came from. <coughs> God bless you. But, yeah, that was, I definitely liked, um, what well, God, I was talking about that, I don't even remember. I asked you about um, your favorite, you know, we're talking about favorite, favorite episodes. Favorite, favorite villains, villains, actually, yeah. 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 Um, the Whirlwind, but definitely, because um, see, I'd have to say my overall favorite season of Buffy was season two. So much happens, surprise and innocence, which is where she sleeps with uh, Angel, he turns into Angelus. Um, Spike and Drusilla show up, uh, and then, you know, the sword fight between Buffy and Angelus at the end of the season, um, just absolutely one of my favorites. That season has Inca Mummy Girl, which is a really funny episode (laughs) with Xander, because he always gets... Uh, you know, as, and up until he... Oh, that's another one of my favorites, is the Hell's Bells one. Is that the with, one where he becomes two people? No, the Hell's Bells one is the one where him and Anya are supposed to be getting married. Oh, okay. I like the one where he becomes... Uh, where he splits in half. Yes. I, why Why can I not remember that the name of that one? Oh, my goodness. I can't remember it. But, you know, while I'm thinking, while I'm thinking about that... It also reminds me of probably one of my least favorite characters on Buffy, because I said, you know, overall it would be Connor, but my, one of my least favorite characters on Buffy as a, in that particular series. And, you know, here you go, internet, hate me more, Riley. Not oh, no, hated Riley. Not a fan of Riley. There are Riley. people, there are oh, people who no, love Riley no, no, out no. there. Yeah. Love Riley. You yeah, know, clean whole... cut military man and whatever. And yeah, yeah no, no not a fan. Just, but he wasn't. He wasn't a stand-up kind of guy, no, I don't think. No, you know, he Honestly, didn't... see, and I'll be completely truthful, season four has some good episodes, probably my least favorite. That's the one with the initiative? Yes. Oh, I hated Buffy, the initiative. Yeah. I season, hated the initiative. Here, I'll put it, I'll put it in, in perspective, and you tell me if you have a particular one that's your favorite. Just of Buffy. The Master, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Angelus and minorly Spike and Drusilla season two, the mayor and faith in season three, the initiative and Adam in season four. I hated Adam. I hated Adam. Um, But then again, they created him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was evil, but he was kind of programmed that way. What I really like is, although I will admit season four has another one of my favorites, uh, the restless episode, the dream where they're, where they're, where the, the first, or not first, uh, the primitive slayer is coming oh, yeah. after all of them in their dreams. Yeah. And we get to see uh, Tony Head sing for one of the first times. Yeah. He sings on stage at the bronze. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, there was just. Because she know. has a dream about the guy who played Adam and he looks like he's normal. Okay. And, uh. I always, and it's weird because like I'll look at him and go, that guy, is that guy really? Well, yeah, he the, does way it, they, the way they, the, the makeup, yeah, no. And everything. Um, okay. Um, yeah, there was just something, you know, like yeah. I said, you know, it's like, I didn't like him, but then again, you kind of could almost feel sorry for him because he was created to be well, yeah, he what called, he was. He called Maggie Walsh mother. Yeah. He called Riley his brother. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, season five was Glory and Dawn. Yeah, that was just weird. Everybody hated Dawn. Poor Dawn. Yeah. You know, I mean, and she was another one that was, she she was like the preteen, you know, if, if if the story of Buffy was, you know, coming of age and, and dealing with all that, poor Dawn, the whiny whatever, that was, that's accurate. If you've ever been around preteen girls, hello, whiny, 
the world hates me. This is awful. Get out, get out, get out. Exactly. (laughs) That's them. You know, that's them. Teenage girls are, I think people just didn't like the fact that all of a sudden they were like, let's rewrite the story. (laughs) But that's the point was that they rewrote the story and they all knew that it didn't, it didn't quite feel right. And that, that's kind of an interesting thing. Well, see, I, no, okay, go ahead. I, I think that, I think that they subconsciously knew that things just didn't feel right. You know, and and poor Don didn't know what the deal was with her. Well, especially <coughs> especially when um, you know, people who had been brain sucked by Glory went up to her and they're like, "What are you? You don't exist." Yeah, you're not real. Yeah, you're and not she real. Was... And and that's that's you know, as a teen as a teen girl, you know, you have a hard time dealing with you're different or whatever. And and then when people are coming up to you going, "You're not real," it's like. Okay, I doubt myself to start with, and then, then, and especially crazy people are telling you that there's something wrong with you. I will say though, I like the character Don. I don't have a problem with the character. Uh, one of the thing, and it's one of the things that makes me like Joss Whedon as a writer is how he set that up two years in advance. Oh yeah, because there was the whole Little Miss Muffet thing. There was there was references to Little Miss Muffet counting down from seven three zero in the dream episode of Buffy in season three. She's having a dream where her and Faith, Faith are, are making, making the bed, bed yeah. and getting she's ready says, for her. Yeah, getting ready. Little sister's about to come, and there's there's a comment made about. Uh, counting down from 730 and the clock says 730 and you know that's when she's like gotta go you know little the little, little sister's coming or whatever and then you have like you're like okay that's just weird dream stuff and then there's the restless episode at the end of season four features the cheese man of course <laughs> um, that's the one like I said earlier where the, the primitive is going after them and um, then uh She's looking at a clock at one point and she says that's wrong because it says 730 again because it now I've never done the actual math. I don't know, but I read something where from the episode where that initial dream sequence with Buffy and Faith happened to the moment we see Dawn, it was 730 days. That would be right. Right. About two years or so. Over two years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, there was 730 days. So when the season four finale happens and she sees the clock and she says, that's not right because it's not that anymore. And then she walks out the door and Tara says, gotta be back before dawn. Which, of course, if the series had ended, which that's something I'll get to in a moment, it would just be the next day. But in reality, it was dawn, the character. Mm -hmm. Um, But how he just set little things up like that. Uh, absolutely Joss love that. is an absolute master manipulator. Joss is boss. I've said yeah. it. There it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so two two more things that I want to talk about because our, our time is just about running out. Um, what do you think about, because I want, you know, Vampire Diaries as well. Vampire Diaries versus Buffy. I know you're going to say there's no comparison. It's always Buffy. A lot of people would would agree with you. Some people wouldn't agree with you. That's not what I want to ask. What I want to ask is what do you think about on Buffy versus Vampire Diaries and Supernatural and things like that where the bodies remain versus on Buffy where they disintegrate into dust. I love the fact that Joss had them disappear so you weren't having to get rid of bodies. But people just disappeared, you know? And so, like, as a, you know, anybody else would be going, well, what happened to them? You know what I mean? And so, um, but for the most part on Buffy, it was people who had already been buried come back and then their bodies disappeared. So realistically, unless you dug up their grave, you wouldn't notice that their body was gone. That's part of it, yeah. You know, so that wasn't as big a deal. But the fact of having to dispose of bodies, I like the fact that they just poofed away. I have, and you, I know you're not a big Vampire Diaries fan, but you've seen enough when I'm watching it that you have to admit 
they let they work that into the story quite a lot because well why are all these people missing and the townspeople who aren't aware of what's going on they do start to question well why are these people missing and then the people who are aware are like well did they turn into a vampire we have to watch out for them and whatever and that leads them to suspect certain people and whatever yeah. so i think they played into the story yeah. like, i think it oh, played yeah. into the story very well cuz I think it would have been more like you said, where if they disappeared now again on vampire diaries, the, they can compel somebody. You, you know, the person just left town or whatever. Yeah, they would, they would, you know. and it's funny because the only one that compelled anybody on, on Buffy was Dracula. Yes. You know, that's the only time you see compulsion on, uh, in the, in the Buffy, um, in the Buffy universe is that Dracula did that, which was a really, it was an interesting nod to him. Well, I love Spike's explanation of it. The fact that he's been around for so long and he made some deals with witches and gypsies and stuff. That's how half the stuff, like the fact that he can turn into a wolf or turn into a bat and this, that, and the other thing. He's he's grown a lore about himself and he's, tr he's done so many like trades and things yeah. that he kind of manipulated that power onto yeah. himself. But you know, cause it's like, it's in, it's interesting though, that they do give a nod to the old school vampire in that way, you know, that, well, yeah, well, cause when he says, you know, I'm Dracula and instead of being like, Oh, she goes, get out. Cause it's just like yeah. Dracula in the Buffy verse, you know? Yep. Um, but they, uh, in, in terms of production, they did a lot of nods because on the DVDs, they reference a lot how they were inspired by Dark Shadows, oh, yeah, yeah. which you watched, by the way, right? I, it was a long, long time ago. I think my grandmother would watch because she watched all the, the soap operas and stuff. So like you'd come home from school and it would be on. But I know even as a kid, I didn't like the scary things. So it was kind of. A little scary. We did have a game, a Dark Shadows kind of hangman game, where you had to, you know, you literally built the um, the skeleton, mm -hmm. and then there was like a little wooden stake that came with it and whatever. I don't even remember what the game was, but um, yeah, I really didn't. Barnabas Collins was creepy, you know. I mean, there were there were the you know the older women who found that. Um, He's dark and mysterious. Yeah, dark and, and mysterious and whatever. No, just creepy. And I can um, live with him forever. Yeah, but you can't because, you know, if you are, you're dead. And, you know, there's just that whole, you know, I'm not a really big fan of the sunlight, but I like it occasionally thing. Um, Which, by the way, I think Vampire Diaries did a really good job of getting around the Buffy. They did, but they didn't. They had, in Buffy, they just had the Gem of Amara. Just one thing that could make a vampire go in the daylight. But on Vampire Diaries, like, if as long as you're in good with a witch, they'll make you a daylight ring. And you could go into the daylight. I like that because it gave them a lot more. And it took the suspicion away from right. a lot of people. They could right. definitely set it up as like, well, that person's not a vampire because they're around in the daylight. Right. Yeah, there's there's that, you know, that whole... You know, you're only seen at night kind of thing. What was the other thing I wanted to ask you, though? I said there was two things. I don't know. I don't remember now. Was it a, another comparison? I don't remember. Well, now we have to do this again. Yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to think about it at another point and have but you back on the what show. Do you, what was your... Um, if you had to choose between all the, the vampire lore... Right, like the, the the vampire shows. If you had to pick between um, Buffy and Angel, if you had to pick between Vampire Diaries, if you had to no, pick wait, you're talking Buffy verse is one. Yeah. Vampire Diaries originals is one. Supernatural is one. Yeah. Which one? Out of those three. Out of those, um, who do you think represented the lore of vampires the best? Um, oh, that's a good one. De not, not supernatural. Cause they, they focus they touch on it, but they, yeah, focus they don't focus. On, they focus. They don't focus as much on the vampire as on the killing. Yeah. You know, um, who do I think represented it more? Like more accurately vampire, like old vampire lore. I probably have to say, I think the vampire diaries represented it better. 
because they have the conflict with the witches because witches are all about natural things versus, you know, the vampires, which are unnatural, disgusting entities. Um, there's, they do a lot more in terms of like, uh, practical magic stuff. Do you, what do you think about the fact that Buffy portrayed the vampires as demons? You know, because like in, well, in their in their lore, it worked because it was the like everything was a de- any cre they because they, they didn't use the term creature like supernatural. They say monsters mm-hmm. in the Buffy verse. Anything was a creature. There was a was a demon. Okay, because like in 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 supernatural, there aren't. They aren't demons. There's demons, and then there's vampires and and werewolves, yeah, monsters, and, and, you know, monsters and stuff like that. But they're not they're not per se demons. I said per se. I hate that. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think that might be. I think that might wrap us up. Uh, thank you for being on the show. I can't think Thanks of anything for else. Having me. Um, Anybody, please feel free to comment in the, the section below and let us know your thoughts. Tell us how we're, we got everything completely wrong <laughs> about everything, and then I will argue with you because I'm pretty sure I got at least half of it right. Tell us who um, your favorite. Yeah, tell us your favorite character, least favorite character, favorite season, least favorite season. Uh, He'll which, leave a list in the thing. Which do you Which do you think? Don't say things for me. <laughs> which do you think Buffy... Vampire Diaries, Supernatural. Am I missing one? Uh, Moonlight? Not Moonlighting. That was the Bruce Willis show, right? Moonlighting was the Bruce Willis show where he played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Moonlight. What did I even... I don't even know that show. Moonlight. That's the one that's... The guy who plays McGarrett now on Hawaii Five-O. He played a vampire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did like that one. You could could tell us maybe that show was your favorite. Or whatever. Maybe there's another one that, that you... Did we, is yeah, there a show that, that is vampires that we missed? That you can't believe? Oh my goodness, people. How did you not remember this one? Or how do you not know about this one? Um, and if it's one that I don't know, maybe I'll check it out and, and talk about it on here. So definitely hit us up in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on the mass amount of stuff that we talked about in this yeah, episode. Yeah, we were and, all over the place. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love about Paul and all, because that tends to happen. Um, thank you once again, Mom, for being on the show. Uh, probably have you on again at some I'm point. I'm going to go watch once more with Dealing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's going to do it for us here at Paul and all. Uh, thank you, everybody, and uh, ta-ta. Hey, everybody, it's Paul, your host for most of the shows on the goes. Okay, that was terrible. But uh, hopefully that episode you just listened to wasn't. So if you enjoyed it, how about you click that little like button, maybe give us a subscribe, and share it to your friends. Thanks.